Welcome everybody to episode 187 of the Metabilis 2 podcast, which features David and Ben talking about Cataclysm. Cataclysm! Part two of the Ravenger story arc from Big Finish, the yes. Christopher Eccleston debut on audio. Yeah. The pace of the story picked up quite a bit in part two. Oh, good Lord, did it pick up. It picked up in some ways to such an extent that I found it a little bit hard to follow. Yeah. I will have to admit. Which is fair. Fair enough. I mean, I'm old, so, you know. <laughs> um, it did zip around from... Uh, yes. Place to place, and the big Waterloo set piece, I think we'll just get that out of the way, was pretty non-consequential. That was a, that was a fake out. We were promised the Battle of Waterloo, and we yeah. got the Battle of Waterloo for about three minutes. Um, and then the, um, the T-10s turned yep. up. From um, 1952, which kind of put to task having the Roman Legion in Londinium kind of underscored what you said last time that it could have been anything it didn't have to even be geographically no 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 exactly and i would have said probably the tank crews of a t10 would be equally as nonplussed as were the prussians or whoever um if those (laughs) suddenly landed their tanks in the middle of middle of battle waterloo a lot of squashed a lot of squashed austrians (laughs) squastrians um Uh, yeah, so and uh, but, but then we went back to the Romans in London for a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. then there was this other scene fighting this uh, red-eyed robot, it seemed like, which is totally tangential. I guess that's just to show that eh, these time eddies aren't times coming earthbound in. only. Yeah, like time's coming unraveled mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Like, um, what's the... Uh, what's the Moffat episode with the 11th Doctor and there's, like, pterodactyls flying around? Oh, the... With, Husbands um, of Rivers, or the Winston, we, our Wedding of River Song. That's it, that's it. And Winston Churchill yep. flying around on a pterodactyl, all that kind of stuff. Yes, I think we're, we, yeah, we're being told that stuff is unraveling. Yeah, so. it's very timey-wimey too. It is a bit too timey-wimey for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose the idea is that, you know, New Who folks are going to be more adept with the timey-wimeyness than maybe us old... <laughs> us old, old linear geezers know, of the classic era. Linear geezers, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if I... Yeah, I like I like my time paradoxes to be pretty much like as complicated as Day of the Daleks and not a lot complicated <laughs> than, more complicated than that. Yeah, I also thought that uh, Nick Briggs kind of disrespected the Soviet tanks. I think if they were placed out of time and all of a sudden facing uh, British infantry, they would have. I, I doubt they would have opened up fire. They I couldn't believe that they would felt threatened, and I couldn't f- figure out. What incident in 1952 was it? The Hungarian uprising. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, the other, the, yeah, I think that's what I meant. You know, I mean, I think the I think the tank crews would have been equally like, ah, what the hell? I don't know what the hell is in Russian, but you know, <laughs> um, yeah, and it's, it's so I guess these anomalies. Mm-hmm. Maybe what they were trying to tell us is that you know the Romans in London could be a purely time. You know, it's a time eddy. Right, it's things out of time, but if you get. Yeah, T ten is turning up the Battle of Waterloo. It's a time and space right. displacement, so it's not just a time eddy anymore. This mm-hmm. is kind of like more more serious. I suppose that's what they were telling us. Yeah, I wouldn't really. I don't know. I if I was driving around, so the the T so there's some tank nerdery here. The T <laughs> ten was like a super heavy tank. Right, um, it was just on the edge of being phased out. I think by the mid fifties, I wouldn't be very happy plonking that down in the kind of boggy boggy soil of waterloo but there you go um yeah 
it was muddy, put it that way, and the T10 uh, treads would not have... Would have they would have, have sunk would have, way down. <laughs> they would have sunk way down. Those tank crews would have been bogged down pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a disaster for everybody, I think. Yes. Yes. Anyway. Brain wipe drones? Yes. So that's how we pick up right off of uh, Nova. Uh, a lot of awkward dialogue, I think. It seemed very... Very forced, awkward, uh, saying, ah, there's a lot of big plants here. Ah, there's... <laughs> right. The doctor isn't here, and now I'm in trouble. And it's sort of like, yeah, we we get that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, I mean, I think if the companion is mm-hmm. in a story, or the, I mean, I guess Nova isn't technically a companion, but I suppose yeah, I they so. are at yeah. this point, yeah. and the doctor isn't with them, they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's Doctor Who plot. Right. 101 basically mm-hmm. if the doctor isn't with you you're in trouble yeah um yeah so i was i don't know i was getting a kind of uh i don't know what kind of vibe i was getting from those brain wipe droid things i was getting kind of a, a megara vibe a little bit a little bit i yeah. I, I found the uh vocoder dialogue pretty hard to follow on first listen oh i'm glad you did because i i was listening in the car and i was <laughs> like am I, am I gonna have to stop the car now and like lean closer <laughs> to the speakers to find out what these things are gabbing on about but yes okay good so it wasn't just me then i had to take out the earbuds and put on o- over the ear uh headphones in order to right. pick up on the dialogue the first time i listened to it because it was just what are you saying i could not make it out and it was uh the matrix uh the uh keanu reeves the matrix film that these uh humanoids or the humans were batteries and oh, right. biofuel and yeah uh, work units and stuff and it just seemed like it was uh nick briggs uh kind of uh cherry picking that little concept out there and these drones obviously are going to be the uh Chekhov's gun for the final resolution or the way that they're going to close up all the time eddies so that was rather convenient yeah and I you know I, I guess I've already said this I was having a hard time working out what the hell was going on actually to, mm-hmm. to be brutally frank <laughs> so I mean it seems to me that this is the confusing sort of middle episode <laughs> um, where you're supposed to go ah what's going on oh no and then you know it, it'll get wrapped up in subsequently hopefully right. and I would have liked a little bit more, okay, why is Nova suddenly somewhere else? Um, well, that was a time, Eddie. We we got that. At- yeah. I, I, I guess what I'd already learned about time, Eddie, is, is that they would bring old things to new things or mm-hmm. new things to old things. And, uh, yeah, I, I momentarily was like, well, hang on. What, she's gone where? Why? How? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, the the time eddies seem to be like an Earth thing rather than a kind of, you know, I don't know, mm. universal thing. Am I right? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I felt like Nova, the companion character, was really a mashup of Ace and Bill. Yeah, no, absolutely. Which in some ways is a typical... I think I was saying last week, that's a typical Briggs yeah, you know, okay. fe- female character. You know, he loves his strong, yet also strangely vulnerable women, mm-hmm. and which is exactly what Ace and Bill are. So Yeah, so yeah. there is definitely that vibe coming through. And it seemed to me like it was shorthand for, I don't know how long Nova's going to be a character, so let's try to lean on some previous other established companions. Oh, uh, yeah to kind of fill in the blanks sure. because is she going to be shorthand a, her a bit yeah is she going to be a companion beyond the conclusion part three of the ravengers right. i don't know 
Right, right, right. I'd read somewhere that they were going to have different companions for each each story. Okay, so that would make sense then, that they want to take some shorthands, shortcuts. Yeah, which is going to be tough, because I don't think they want to take away from the whole Rose thing, basically. Mm-hmm. I think the idea is that the reason why, you know, the Doctor kind of sticks with Rose is because he's kind of fed up, not fed up, but, you know, he's gone through a whole bunch of... Um, women <laughs> companions and it was like it's okay i maybe i'll try and keep this one mm-hmm. which i guess in some ways if i if, if i am correct creates a nice sense of jeopardy for these people um mm-hmm. because we know the doctor is moody and upset when he is with rose or mm-hmm. you know that's part of the but you know he could he's moody and upset because of the time war but he could equally be moody and upset because he's lost lost a bunch of companions mm-hmm. recently i guess that does add to the risk factor uh Gary Russell, when he was running Big Finish, he would never kill off a companion, but he did say that uh, with the companions that he created, right, you didn't know if she died or not because you didn't know her end point. Absolutely. So we have that kind of jeopardy for Nova, too, is we really don't know how it's going to end for her, and we, I guess we don't really know how it's going to end for Audrey, either, who since she can channel herself into the TARDIS, is kind of like a companion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who knows what's going on here? Which, again, I basically enjoy not knowing what's going on. <laughs> I, in some ways, I just wish it was a... This makes it sound like I'm an old-age pensioner. I just wish it was a bit slower <laughs> right. doing that, mm-hmm. really. So that I had time to... Unlike you, I didn't do a re-listen. Mm-hmm. I probably should have done because I was finding myself kind of... And, and who but yeah so um yeah like we were saying last time that these seem to be designed to be binge listened to i think they're also designed to be re-listened to because things get missed on the first hearing yeah and i think my take is they're actually for two types of people one of which is kind of you know propulsive binge listeners who just Mm -hmm. okay i just want something that's going to race me to the end and then i can start on the next one and then people who are going to okay i bought this i've listened to it once that was good i'm gonna listen to it again and find out what's uh, find out what's um (laughs) what's happening so you know i think it's two 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 styles of consumer basically Mm -hmm. in my opinion yeah and the big finish is trying to cater to to everybody both of those types absolutely yeah yeah. no it cares and with this story try to get everyone hooked in on eccleston doctor who again yeah and maybe maybe it's too early to come on to this but chris did an, another great job he did um mm-hmm. he's a he's a really good actor <laughs> i think his uh conversation the dialogue was probably crisper or better with audrey than with nova i think there's just too much of are you patronizing me or right bits about it and unfortunately i felt you could tell that this was uh, recorded remotely because right. there wasn't right. the same kind of chemistry but with audrey being remote to begin with for most most of the time like in the tardis it was kind of natural that she was just speaking out of a out of the console or out of a i imagine a monitor inside the tardis so it seemed like it worked better than kind of this back and forth banter where they're evading uh, guards and running running and running <laughs> running through corridors for lack of better running through corridors exactly yeah. metaphorical yes exactly yeah, metaphorical yeah. back alleys or whatever back alleys yes exactly exactly so it's again that kind of vibe where briggs i think is really trying to combine uh, rtd's era of who which he gets a really big assist by 
Howard Carter's music, which really seemed to slot in well with Murray Gold. It yep. has that Agreed. same atmospheric sound to it, same quality. The only thing really missing, and maybe that's coming in part three, is the big choruses with... Uh, <laughs> yes, the masked choir of yes. whoever was on that week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whoever's you know singing the vowel chains or whatever they do. Right. But, yeah. but um, nice hat tip to RTD with the quote-unquote gay agenda with the guard. That seemed very yep. dotted line cutout from RTD era. And just the timey-wiminess of, of a Moffat story is like Briggs was trying to have it both ways, I guess. Right, right. So I I like the I like the talking about um, um, Audrey. I like the uh, I liked the ambiguousness there. That was something that started out confusing me, and then you know we still don't really know who this person is. Um, mm-hmm. There's a hint that it potentially some kind of time lord thing, but they can't be because obviously at this point in the Doctor's history, he's killed all the time lords. <laughs> so. I like that very much. I mm-hmm. I liked. I started to enjoy the Audrey interactions, as you said, way more than I was enjoying the Nova interactions, which seemed to be very, as you, again, as you said, as very kind of by the numbers, mm-hmm. Bill slash Ace, young girl. I mean, you know, Nova's even got a kind of Ace style job, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> uh, working working as a waitress in a cocktail bar, as the saying goes. Well, that that's know. what uh, Bill was doing, too. She was serving chips in the university cafeteria. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Though I, I kind of got... Hang on. Maybe I'm misremembering Bill. But, but Bill was also a student as well, wasn't she? Or was she just, no. Or did, she just, she, did she just work in the canteen? She just worked there and sat in classes. She couldn't afford to be a student until that was the it. doctor okay. set her up. Yeah, which is weird because actually it's really easy to afford to be a student in Britain. Anyway, um, but um, yeah, no, no, no. Yes, I, I, I mean, yeah, uh, Bill did start out slinging chips, um, <laughs> but came became something. Well, she became a cyber person by the end. Cyber Bill. And then became the lover of a space puddle. Yes. Yeah, an interstellar puddle. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's Moffat for you. There you go. Yeah, good old Stephen. But I have a theory, though, with the Audrey character and the writing that Nick Briggs is writing, you know, he's roughly our age, probably a a couple years older. Yeah. And um, I think Audrey is a woman in her 40s compared to a woman in her 20s. And Ah. I think it might just be more natural and easier for Briggs to write someone contemporary to his age rather than someone young and he leans back on tried and true stereotypes that's that's true yeah I think that's an excellent theory um I I as I said I'm just going to repeat myself I think the Audrey (laughs) dialogue was engaging Mm -hmm. the Nova dialogue was yeah it's just putting on a voice and just uh the flirtiness yeah. and that it, it it seemed to work and just although it did take a kind of a sour turn towards the end with the doctor slipping into this time eddy ghost where only audrey can hear him or see him talking and very condescending towards the end go ahead and just make the mistake that you're going to make but i don't have the answer in telling you what mistake not to make that seemed to be a little little rough yeah and it seemed to contrast a little bit from what i've read about you know eccleston wanting to this to be more of a kind of a straight line 
doctor um because it, <laughs> yeah. that isn't straight line at all that is like oh i'm from somewhere mm-hmm. i'm you know i'm from another i'm from the future or the past or something and right um i know what you're going to do but i can't tell you blah 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 which was unnecessarily again confusing yeah well adding to the confusion and i do share the confusion because i did have to listen to this another time here is audrey seemed to have this strange title or was it her name high techmo is she like a technician or something? <laughs> yeah, I, I I read that as just like you know more kind of sci-fi. It was a silly sci-fi name. Okay, but I mean, I guess the implication is is she well she's invented something or discovered she's you know she's it's a Gallifreyan device. Yeah, yeah, she's she's come in contact with a machine that does a thing. Mm-hmm. and it's turned her into something that she doesn't want to be. I mean, she's going to end up being good, maybe. Maybe it'll be like a transfer of companions. Maybe like we start out with one companion, but an overall, I don't know, get killed or something. And then Audrey will become the new companion for the next run of stories. If I had to predict, I think Nova's going to be left someplace nice or transferred someplace nice. I don't think you want to kill off the companion in your debut Quite story yet. for no. Eccleston. Maybe, exactly. yeah. maybe if, uh, maybe down the or. <laughs> Maybe down the road a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, you don't want to. You don't want to kill off the first companion you see. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, that's that's a bad idea. Well, it could be that Audrey is the companion for the next uh, set of Ninth Doctor adventures coming out in August, but I I doubt it. <laughs> Maybe she's the master <laughs> or the Ronnie. We have, oh, we have... she's the Ronnie. Excellent. Isn't that always the case? Yeah, she must be the Ronnie. But the the writing keeps hinting, or Eccleston's dialogue keeps hinting that Nova is coming across time travelers before, or something like that. And I don't know if that's another fake out, like Waterloo, or if that's a, a yeah, serious type clue. Do you, so I'm just going to get nostalgic here for like ten years ago. Do you remember that time when everything? It's going to be the Ronnie, and then it never was. <laughs> Like got all the kind of, you know, Gallifrey yeah. base. Does anyone stuff. really want the Ronnie back? No, I don't want the Ronnie <laughs> back. I mean, I guess it would be... I mean, the Ronnie must have come back with Big Finish, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, no, I, I, I could care less really by getting the Ronnie. I think it would be potentially fun if they, you know... But I mean, they've already got, you know... What's the difference between <laughs> the Ronnie and Missy, really? Mm-hmm. They're all the same, aren't they? No, they're not. Well, Outlook, I guess, but they... Yeah. They could have had a crossover with the two Ronnies. The two Ronnies. <laughs> it's good night from her, and it's good night from her. Good night. <laughs> but uh, oh, well, okay, they... oh, uh, hang on. I've just thought of an awesome crossover. Okay, you do have the two Ronnies. Yeah. Um, but one, one of the Ronnies has turned into a man Ronnie. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because you know, you know, obviously we now know that Time Lords are kind of, you know, obviously they can flip their genders. Yep. Etc. Um, that the yeah. And so when the, when the Ronnie next appeared, the Ronnie's actually a, a male. Yep. Or something. I don't know. Uh, Ronald. It'll be Ron, Ronald. Ron, Ronald. <laughs> Ronnie and Ronald. <laughs> Ron, Ronald McDonald. Time and the Ronald. <laughs> Time and the Ronald. The mark of the Ronald. Mark of the Ronald. I would totally watch Mark of the Ronald. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. Okay. The, the come on. Someone ninth, hire ninth us. Doctor Adventures. Time in the Ronald. Yeah, come on. It's the Ronald. <laughs> it's the Ronald. The Ronald's back with the, with the, with the Hamburglar and the, all, the, all, the, all their other companions. Uh, oh, dear. Yeah. 
<laughs> where were we? Where were I think we, we got off we track with that piece of awesomeness. Um, oh, so okay, this, okay. This one thing that was I was sort of expecting mm-hmm. not to expect. I mean, I was I was expecting this not to happen, and I wasn't surprised when it didn't. Um, <laughs> where are where are the Reapers? The Ravengers. No, 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 no. But the things that come and and attack you if you change time like in Father's Day hmm well that was just in that episode it was sort of like (laughs) it's sort of like the thing in Torchwood those uh, weevils oh the weevils yeah I was totally expecting the weevils to cross over into Doctor Who after that first season in Torchwood and they never did and and then the Reapers from Father's Day yeah the the whole because I mean as soon as you get you know Russian tanks at Waterloo those Reapers are going to be all over that you would think yeah but only only they weren't Mm mm-hmm yeah Maybe the maybe Big Finish couldn't afford that stellar afford series them. one CGI budget for. <laughs> they could they couldn't afford Paul Cornell's massive fee for using <laughs> um, using the Reapers. Um, yeah, you know, but again, I mean, surely this is a time for the Vortosaurs to reappear. <laughs> Ramsey. Ramsey's <laughs> back. Yeah. The doctor goes, Ramsey, you come back to save me. <laughs> Ramsey swoops down and, I don't know, does something to the time Eddie and makes it go away. So, did you like this episode well enough, though? Yeah, yeah. I, I felt it was, for all its, I, we're advancing the plot at high speed. Yes. I didn't actually feel that it advanced the plot at all. Because by the end, I mean, obviously I knew the universe was going to be at stake. Because uh-huh. it always is. You know, especially when you're you know establishing a Doctor. Mm-hmm. And I was left with, uh, you know, my main takeaway was, okay, what's going on with Audrey? Why is she in two places at once? Um, Well, why she's two things in the same story? Why is she in the TARDIS? What's going on with her? That was my takeaway. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm interested to find out is like, I know all the other stuff about the, um, uh, I've forgotten their names now. What are the things that we're scared of um, in this? The Ravengers. I'm sorry. In the Neutron Star. with the reapers you know the ravagers blah 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 that that they're, they're just a i'm not particularly interested in them mm-hmm. what i am interested in is finding out what the hell's going on with audrey and i hope it's something interesting and not something boring so you think that they're two separate characters in some way that you have the high tepmo or whatever high techmo well no so well, she's a well, she's an early audrey, right okay yeah okay who then discovers something that turns her into the current Audrey, which we think is an evil Audrey, but I actually think is going to end up being a good Audrey. Yeah. And the doctor causes this big end of time by going through time eddies, I guess, bypassing the fail safe. Yeah, it's all, it's, it's, it's all the doctor's fault in some way. The doctor's done something, so that's also going to help us feed into the established arc of the ninth doctor is that he's all upset. So do you think that we're going to have a series of uh, not successful adventures. Well, not successful outcomes for the doc. Well, you have to, you can't destroy all of the universe. So he has to be successful. Yeah, no, this universe is going to be saved, but it's going to be saved at a cost. So I, I think we're in for a series of, of unfortunate events, to coin a phrase. Mm, um, so he's really down on his luck. By the oh, time yeah, he's he like, oh, I'm really, really pissed off. I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go to Earth and I'm going to find Rose. 
just <laughs> glom on to the first girl I meet. Um, no, I mean, I, I, that's my theory. That's, uh, that's my theory. Okay. And I said, I'm, I'm most interested in finding out what's going on with Audrey. And uh, to repeat myself, I hope to God it's going to be something that's going to repay my, the level of my interest. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm going to be irritated and will be less inclined to listen to the rest of these. Yeah, well, Nick Briggs has Come a on, Nick. big docket to fill. There. I know, I'm laying my cards on the table. It's all it's it's all down to you. <laughs> all right. You, know, you better pull something awesome out of the hat for next week for me, especially if it involves Audrey. <laughs> and Audrey's also Audrey's a weird name as well. It's a kind of it's a weirdly dated name. So you know, if she started out as being the high techmo or something, why does she end up with Audrey? I just wonder if high techmo is like technician or some kind of title. It's sort of like they have president and engineer, but engineers are called high techs. Yeah, it would be something I'd. I can't understand by the dialogue in right. the story if it's a title or another name or just a pronunciation thing that they're really saying something that I'm totally mishearing. No, I, it's high techmo. It's like being called an Archimandrite, you know, or a, okay. a you know, or a as you say, technician. <laughs> it's a it's a sci-fi name for someone that makes them sound important and also vaguely religious i think there's going to be a religious element to this Hmm. yeah i am curious to see what happens to audrey i'm a little bit uh, miffed by the the condensating nature of the doctor or the condensating go ahead and make your mistakes but even though i don't know what the right answer is at the end yeah yeah no i i I agree with you there i agree with you on that one that's yeah way too sad and coming off with cyber bill i'm really hoping that nova gets out alive because i i just don't like the kill off the companion bit no well i mean you know there's the universe is going to be saved nova is going to be resolved in a way that is pleasing to us Mm -hmm. Audrey is going to be resolved in a way that is pleasing both to us and also to the story. I do feel that Nova is kind of incidental, actually. She's mm-hmm. really a companion. And, and as I said, it's Audrey who's the, the centre of things here. Yeah. But um, again, my prediction, um, my prediction, uh, <laughs> unerringly, my predictions are correct, uh, which is, I guess, the definition of unerringly, um, <laughs> is, that, um, is that the universe is going to be saved, but at a, at a cost. Okay. And yeah. any prediction on what the cost may be? No. Okay. No. Um, it's not. I, I think you're right. They're not going to kill off Nova. So it's not going to be that. Um, Audrey's going to be a thing that the Doctor's going to have to sacrifice someone. He's going to sacrifice. Basically, he's going to find out that Audrey's good, and then he's going to have to sacrifice her in some sort of way. Yeah. In order to. Oh, she's going to sacrifice herself. There you go. Mm-hmm. She's going to realize the error that she made in discovering the thing that she discovered. Um, and that that sacrifice to atone for that error uh, solves the current neutron Dilemma. star mm-hmm. ravager problem. And that's going to make the Doctor sad. Okay. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I, I don't have any theories or plans, so I'm just along for the ride on this one. Yeah. Yeah, so am I, really. I mean, I said I felt this episode was very much, it was a ride, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of way that I took it. At the end, as I said, you know, when I got to the end, it's okay. I want to find out what's going on with Audrey, and it's mm-hmm. it's good. You know, it's good fun storytelling. You know, I I I driving around. I did a slight little bit of a long drive yep. the weekend on my own, and it was great. Excellent. Listening to this in the car. I mean, uh, yep. when I got over the, the I couldn't really hear what the what the what the drones were saying. The brain wipe drones. Brain wipe uh, drones. Yeah. The Deus Ex Machina for food fight. Exactly. Yeah. 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 
All right. Well, okay. Goodness. Bring on part three. Bring on part three. What's, what's, what's part three called again? Food Fight. Oh, it is called Food Fight. And the blurb is, the TARDIS is starting to get a little crowded. Audrey finds herself haunted by a ghostly doctor. And we've heard quite a bit of the ghostly doctor already yeah. at the last 15 minutes or so of Cataclysm. Cataclysm. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Okay. Food Fight. Food, food Fight's kind of a um, frivolous title. This is something that appears to be so serious. It is. It's certainly Sphere of Freedom, Cataclysm, and then Food Fight. I wonder if they're all like video game Ooh. names. Yeah. Maybe this is all a dream. Maybe this. Maybe we're, we're just stuck in a game or something. Oh, you think this is virtual reality and we'll see yeah. uh, Bobby Ewing emerge from the shower? Yeah, and... the, the doctor will emerge <laughs> from the shower, toweling himself down. And go, oh, it's all been a dream. Um, I'll uh, yeah, maybe it's, from space. Maybe, maybe it's a land of fiction. Oh, they've done the land of fiction too much, actually. It's not a land of fiction thing. So you're saying we're going to hear Tim Trelore come out as the third doctor. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Fresh out of the shower. Fresh out of the shower. It's all been a, all been a dream. We're still, in, we're still in the realm of the third doctor. Yeah, too, obviously, too early, for, too early for doctor crossovers. That's not going to happen. No, I still don't think it's going to happen with Eccleston. You think? The only Doctor crossover I think he'll do is with Whitaker, and I think that'll really? be really. I think that'll be a hard one to do. Interesting. Okay, putting it huh. out there. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, that's a, an interesting prediction. My prediction: yep. he will do Doctor crossovers, but it's going to take a long time to well, convince him. I think we, I think we both can be correct on that one. Yes, I think yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to episode 187 of the Metabulous 2 podcast. I have been talking about what's going to happen with Audrey with Ben. And I have been really only been thinking about Ronald McDonald ever since you mentioned it. <laughs> you deserve a break today. Ronald. Ronald McDonald. All right. All right. Well, burger Hilarious. run and food fight. Anyway, uh, yes, it is going to be the Ronald McDonald food fight. It's going to be some galactic fast food restaurant or something. Who knows? It all fits. <laughs> um, okay, that's all, folks. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good night from him. And good, good night, good from, night me. from me. All right. Good night. Bye. Bye.